welcome, man. Frank. Frank. Yeah. Frank, <laughs> Frank, dude. Hell yeah, yeah bro. bro. Let's go. Frank Visionary in the house. Visionary FE. Foreign Exotic. Yes, sir. I love it, bro. Thank you. I know a lot of people probably don't know your name or face, but I'm pretty sure they know uh, They know the cars, dude. Getting to know them. Yeah, for getting sure. Getting we're getting, we're getting their face out there. Yeah, yeah, I love it, dude. Thank you, bro. So... Um, Let's talk about like the cars that you've been that you've been taking out that people might know you from those cars. Okay. Um, honestly, as as funny as it is, I've been doing this thing since the Honda game way back, and people don't really, not too many people know me from that. Yeah. Um, we didn't really blow up until the Lambos, the RH GTRs, and and six figure cars. Yeah. Then people start sure. paying attention, especially we're out here in LA area, right? So I would say. My Lambo is, is probably the biggest hit. Even though I had an R8 performance and I had the GTR, I did a Paul Walker Tribute GTR. Those didn't really gain me attention. Mm. Um, but I built this gnarly Lamborghini and went all in on it right out the gate. And it was kicking flames and popping loud as oh, shit yeah. and just went real aggressive with it, bro. And that that really got me the shares and, and people starting to notice the, the name Visionary. Um, and then that started popping off and then AMGs and building 240s and helping other people with their builds and showing up to meets and shows and really in the past year and a half it just kind of blew up doing so, so is that when you uh decided to focus on you know growing your your socials and your channel like a year and a half ago maybe so I've been doing YouTube for like 10 years dude like there, I have stories go way back like from my truck days and stuff like mm. that um but I I didn't really pursue it as in going at it right being a youtuber um but then yeah the business took off for me man 2017 we opened and that thing took off and it was a wild ride for like the three four years and i felt like man i have a story now because of my background my history of coming from nothing to something um felt like it was more to say so i wanted to share that journey and that's kind of where i just started turning on the camera and just filming more bro and then it kind of turned in like all right, i want to get better edits and you want to do better and you want to top level yourself because i mean some of us just have us that in us you know yeah. you want to do better and better at one up not anybody else i want to one up myself every time yeah, like, yeah i yeah. watch my own video i'm like fuck dude that sucked i could have do it better, better right yeah for um, sure and i still have a lot of room to grow bro but that's kind of how it started man like i just started sharing the journey and and people seem to like it so Hell here we yeah. are you know well that's one of the reasons why i wanted to have you on the pod because uh when was it maybe about last year maybe when we did the lambo right yeah probably about a year ago um I yeah i don't remember, remember. Maybe, terrible dates brother yeah, but it's been sure. about a year it's it's been a little time dude um yeah so you brought the lambo in so that's a 2020 huracan evo rear wheel drive yeah. rear wheel drive and then when you brought it in um you had already had the headers done on it the tune yeah on so, it. so we did quite a bit but i i knew of you from way back mm. in the Honda game, bro. So you already had my respect. And I was like, Thank you, bro. I still have that Honda love, man. Yeah. So when it was like dressing up and, and seeing the things that, that were available for the car, I had done rims. I lowered it. I We did the, the dark tints and windows and we took off hatches and back bumpers and we did everything. Honestly, like I shouldn't say everything. There's turbos and we can keep going Nas or whatever yeah, else, right? Sure. But I did a lot to the car and it was like, man, the one thing that was missing that nobody in the supercar game was doing was hardware for sure and i'm like from the i'm like egs and, and <laughs> si's and let's go bro you know what i mean like way back in the day the type r's and it was like you wanted to have the hardware kit and you wanted to have the powder coated valve covers and you wanted to have the engine tuck and you want to have the richie works or the rye wires and and the supercar world man like 
they don't touch that shit. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's nervousness, um, wanting to keep their value, or I, I don't know, man. Mm. But, but either way, lowering in rims is a big push for majority. You'll see, yeah, some of them step out and get the twin turbos and stuff like that, but it was a big thing for me to add that. So I reached out to you, man, and here we are today, bro. Like a year yeah. and a half later, done a, what, the Superstock, the Lambo, um, Little, do you know you're going to do my GTO? <laughs> and then my 240. Oh, yeah. So here we go. to do everything. Uh, you know what I mean? But yeah, we had to bring Downstar in, bro. You're, you're top level. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it, man. And I appreciate you trusting us with the Lambo, too. It, you know, that's a funny thing that you bring up is that, like, the guys that have those cars, like, I, I want to say it is them being afraid to take it to that next level. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what, uh, what, gave me interest in you is that you were just treating the the lambo like it was just a regular car which was awesome man you brought it through it's we had fun with it yeah yeah and uh dude we did a full hardware kit on that it was i think it came out to like a hundred pieces from front it to was back. more dude it was more i remember was you guys a... counting we were like holy shit bro it's like 125 <laughs> pieces of them. It was and then and then and then you, we dumbed it down a little bit to being like this is what will be in the kit, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was dope, bro, because we went super extra measure and did everything. Yeah. Um, so from when we first did your car until now, like, dude, the titanium stuff's been popping lately, awesome, bro. Man. Yeah. So I think that we're going to release that kit now. Happy to hear it, bro. The, Happy the, to hear uh, the, the Huracan kit. I'm stoked on that. I tag good. you on every post, man. I know Same you, with, man. like, the rest of my sponsors. Um, I, I Sometimes I'm like, man, is it overkill for them? But I'm like, everybody that's looking at my post, man. I'm growing a following. They see those, or those are my sponsors. Those yeah. are on my cars, and I'm hoping it's driving some traffic your guys' way. So it's it's mutually beneficial here. You know, what I, I mean, mean, you're doing your your due diligence as you, as somebody that's supporting the company. You know, and I yes, appreciate sir. that. And it doesn't get annoying, dude. You know, right on. There's, there's, <laughs> every time I check my DMs, there's probably about 20 people. They'll tag us every single day and they'll tag us in their posts. It's cool, dude. You know, it, it, I, I appreciate that for sure. Because especially when you take out the Lambo, dude, and people will, will trip out on it, I'm sure that the, the hardware stands out to them. It does. Because you'll see all these twin turbo Lambos and things like that, and you're just like, damn, it's, it's, it's nice. But it still doesn't have that it's missing it factor. It's, it's, it's missing, missing something, something for sure. It's like that one touch, bro. And honestly, yeah, like before I took off the hatch to my engine bay on the lamb, you know what I mean? Or, the, or when I would pop the front um, trunk, mm-hmm. the frunk, <laughs> the frunk yeah. um, people, it gleams, you know what I mean? The sun, the sunlight hits those little titanium bolts yeah. and it does draw attention. It brings them in. So it's like, yeah, cool car. But when you have these little shiny little embezzles on there and people are like, oh, hold on. Now it makes... Whether they're walking by or not, it pulled them without them even thinking about yeah, it, bro. No, I mean, so sure. in show car world, man, it's it's a necessity for sure. <laughs> you have to do, especially you know when you, when you go to like a cars and coffee, and and you'll see maybe twenty, thirty Huracans, and they're all pretty much going to be the same. Right. Maybe some will have, you know, two or three are going to have a twin turbo kit. Some will have wheels lowered, but that's pretty much it. And mm-hmm. if you if you look at that aspect of what they do to their cars and and compare it to like another car like bro that's stock still dog like you lowered it and put wheels but that's that's not really much that, right for you to take that uh that initiative and to dive into it and just to be like you know fuck it i'm gonna treat it like a bill treat, treat it like, like a, a bill, bill. Uh, sure. make it your own you know what i mean that's that's the passion of this uh this car enthusiasm bro is mm-hmm. like being able to take something from junk and turn it into like your own beautiful masterpiece or something that's super dope when you bought it off the lot, but making it so much better yeah. on your own touches. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, um, I love it, bro. Like every model, every type, every style, it just, 
it grabs me. It yeah. grabs me, man. Um, zeros in cars, bro, and my wife and my family. <laughs> <laughs> those, are, those are my things I'm passionate about, brother. <laughs> I love it, man. We'll definitely get into your story, dude, because we've talked a little bit like when you would come over, yeah. and it was super inspiring, man. But oh, I want to get your uh, your feedback on, on like who was the – who was it that brought you into YouTube that was like, dude, I would love to do something like that? It's funny, dude, that you asked me that. And people are going to trip out when they hear this, bro. Jake um, Paul. Nah, man. Nah. <laughs> Shout out Daily to Jake Driven Paul. Exotics, bro. Oh, really? Daily Driven Exotics was a channel that I watched for years, bro. Like, when I... Yeah, when I started doing little bit of little bits here and there, like I was already catching on and grabbing wave of daily driven exotics, and this okay. was ten years ago. Oh wow! Um, so, yeah, it had to have been ten something years ago. So, anyways, yeah, it's ironic the way things have spun and where we are today to where um, not the fondest of them today. Mm, um, it, okay. it's, it's 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 unfortunate, but but that to answer your question is is who brought me into wanting to do it. And, and wanting to do it to a certain level, too. Got like, you. So what was it that actually attracted you to that channel or, or to, to them as content creators in the beginning? They're probably one of the only ones, and I'll even say still, um, along with myself and Supercar Garages and a few um, today that, that I know of. Um, not to say there aren't any other out, others out there. Shout out to those YouTubers, man, doing their thing. And just, just business owners, people, successful um, you know, people that have been able to achieve those goals and hit those cars. But I would say Daily Driven Exotics is one that shreds. They they put the cars to the test. They build them. They have a good time with them. And that was one thing that I appreciated, respected, and enjoyed on watching that channel is that. Mm -hmm. You don't see that with a lot of channels. So a lot of channels, you'll see the build. And you'll see, yeah, they're taking that stock car down the track. And they're doing all these different things. But... It's a lot of stock vehicles, man, and, and there's not a lot of pushing the limits, and there's not a lot of aggressiveness. I'm aggressive by nature, so that channel drew me in, man. Like I, I like the Ken Blocks, and I like the, the Travis Pastranas, and seeing like Nitro Circus, and all these crazy, gotcha. like, boom, pow, you know, people taking gnarly dives and breaking bones, and like, so when I see like people that are actually buying these cars, enjoying their cars, and it doesn't matter that they're supercars, but it did grab my attention to see that they were they were shredding them. Got you. You know what I mean? I wasn't at that level yet to where I, 10 years ago, bro, like, I always dreamed to have a Lambo, but I wasn't even nowhere near it. Mind state nowhere wasn't there. wasn't there, bro. So I'm watching these guys do it and enjoying it. So then when I started leveling up, I'm like, hold on, I can do it. Mm. And I, I want to do it. And that's where it was like, let's go. Because mm -hmm. I, I, I already had the passion for it. I have the skill for it. I know how to drive. Um, and now I have the cars. Got you. Push. Now so, it's push, level up. Yeah, hell yeah. So what was it after you started getting into it that kind of turned you off of them? Medium. Mm. Uh, medium. Honestly. Damn, that's always kind of the, the, the tricky one, dude, is when you meet these people. Yeah. Yeah. You have a certain... Some people I've met... I've met a lot of people now that I've made something of myself. Um, a lot of successful people. And some you'll meet are very genuine from TV, post, live story, and you meet them. Mm -hmm. And it's the same person. Yeah. <clears throat> There's a handful of people that they put it on like the WWE, bro. Yeah. Um, it's it's a it's a face, it's a person, it's a they're selling you, bam, and they got us, man. I, I enjoyed the channel for years, and and that's what it is. And then when you meet them in person, it's not the same vibes, yeah. not the same energy, not the same treatment of mm. of what they show on the channel. You know what I mean? They show the treating the fans good and all that, but they don't 
they don't necessarily do that all the time. Mm, I feel you. My own, and again, this is my own face-to-face personal experience of getting shaded, um, which was, I, I get, I get the situation because I pulled my Lambo and, and showed it at when they were revealing their F F eight uh, Ferrari. Okay. But I was super stoked. Cause I was working all night on that thing to get it ready to show it. And literally, I even dropped in the video to show Damon. I, wanted, mm-hmm. I was like, man, I hope he sees my car, dude. Because he had this old tire shredder, a Huracan, and he did similar. Mm-hmm. Very similar. And no, it wasn't me jockeying his status. It was me doing my own wave on it. But I totally wanted him to see it and be like, dude, that sounds dope. Because mine, from what I've heard out there, man, it's one of the loudest super aggressive the pop bangs and the flames it was giving for an all-motor stupid mm. um and i think if if it would have been maybe in a different setting he would have appreciated it but unfortunately he was the vibes were ugly bro shaded me gave me this stink face mm. treated me as if bro i'm not a boss myself bro i'm mm. like and if and and i'm not one that ever expects anything out of anybody but i i should say like if i give you respect man i do expect that I do expect sure. at least mutual respect. Yeah. And and you know what I mean? I went up hand out as a man and, and got shaded, bro. And I just Can I you just shake your hand? Didn't feel it, bro. Wow. Didn't feel it, bro. So I don't watch the channel no more. I've seen him in different spots. He knows the energy. Um I know that video went pretty viral. Um I, I pulled it though, man, because I really wanted to start focusing more on, on the motivation, the inspiration, back off of all the, the negativity. There's a lot of hate out there, man. There's a lot of bullshit and I'm just like not worth it. So I pulled the video. Um, nobody can even find it right now unless they saved the copy or something. Got you. Um, but, but I know it got to him because his team reached out, da, 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 turned mm. into a thing. It went pretty viral. And when I've seen him at different places or he sees my, my guys, you know, there's a lot of supporters of Visionary with banners on. It's, a, it's, a, it's an energy. Mm. It's a thing. It's got a thing. You. So it is what it is, bro. Um, I feel you No on competition that. out there, man. But it just, it's unfortunate when people treat people lesser than... They should be. We're human beings, bro. Regardless. Yeah. I don't give a shit. I'll shake the janitor's hand, bro. I'll shake everybody's hand. Yeah. And treat everybody the same, bro. Until you disrespect me, then there's a problem. But as far as me genuinely just not not giving you attention, not saying hello, not being very respectful of your presence, that's just not my style, bro. And yeah. it doesn't matter to me. Your zero is behind you. No, I feel you on that, dude. And I, I kind of got a similar story with uh, Adam22. Are you familiar with yeah, him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, I loved Adam, bro. I would love yeah, his Yeah, I watch his shit today. watch his so shit all what the we time. Got. <laughs> and then uh, I actually went to one of his... Uh, he put on this concert, and he had Chief Keef at the concert and okay. playing and stuff. And then uh, I was... Uh, I ax- ax- actually uh, stayed after the show because I wanted to meet him. You know, and I finally crossed paths with them. I'm like, hey, what's up, Adam? He's like, what's up, man? And then just like didn't even fucking didn't even acknowledge me at all and just kept walking. And I'm like, damn, I get it. Yo, you, you're working. You just finished work. You're ready to go home. I, I totally get it, dog. But then the other side is like, you know, I was I was a supporter, dude. Real support. I'm the dude that that not it's not me that got you here, but it's people like me supporting watching your channel and shit like that and then speaking showing up to that show of course going to the show afterwards do whatever it is and then the least you could do is make somebody feel like a human being you don't have to follow me or anything like that dude just have a, a just a quick hey i appreciate your your uh your content that you put out oh, okay cool man no have a good night thanks for coming that's it 
at least that's how I would be. That's right. how I treat people when they come to our meets or whenever I see them, I'll see somebody at a show or something like that, or they'll give us a call or what, what have you, you know? And then when that happened, I was like, damn, bro, that really put me off, dude. And uh, I didn't support his stuff for the longest time. But then after a while, I was like, you know what, whatever, dude, like I got to be able to separate it from like, yeah, this is this is a character. This mm-hmm. is somebody on a show. And if I find it entertaining, cool, watch it. But if I don't, I'm not going to watch it anymore. And it's and it sucks sometimes that you have like to go that. through that. I like kind of that, stuff. though. Yeah, that's boss. Bro. It's it. Because because you look you look beyond it and you're like you know I still enjoy the entertainment factor of it but not feeling the guy as a person exactly cool. Cool. so there's that there was that kind of uh, thought in limbo where it's oh damn maybe this is a real cool guy maybe we'll have a good conversation or whatever Boop, that's out the window you yeah. know kind of maybe the same thing as you hey maybe I could talk to these guys dude we could fucking you know they'll respect me or, or whatever you know we will have a conversation we could whatever dude have have a good time but for them to treat you like that. That shit's, uh, I mean, it was one whatever. of those things like that. Like, you know what I mean? Um, I, I did see it as like an opportunity in front of me where I'm, I'm a businessman. I'm an mm-hmm. entrepreneur, bro. So I see everything as an opportunity. And then, yes, like I'm, I'm now in this world of there's not many people in Lamborghinis or yeah. supercars in general that are shredding like that, that are putting in that work. Yes. Top level here. I'm just this nobody YouTuber, bro, that's coming up, but I'm very, very, very street known fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's those waves that I, ho- I would have. I was hoping, I should say, that he would have noticed and noticed the car and the build and the attention to detail and the time we put into it. And then maybe just like a conversation, bro. Like, cause I, it was after the, I waited the same thing, but I waited till after the show mm-hmm. because he was doing his things. He did his I waited till everything was over, but I caught him by like by himself walking away from his SUV. I was by my car. I'm like, hey. And bro, it was just like, damn, like, all right mm. all right and it just yeah. rubbed me wrong you know what i mean but i do like what you just said about being able to look beyond it and still enjoy the entertainment i might i might try that bro because it, it is they do have good stuff bro. yeah and lie. you know just not not speaking down on them like i like their channel like mm-hmm. the videos that i do watch but i look at it through the lens of these are characters right these are characters this is a tv show that i'm watching I like the way that they edit. The biggest thing I really like about when they do their videos is when they do like a cinematic and they like yeah. put the bars in. I love when when they do that oh, and it gets a slow mo and shit. Pro. It's so cool. You know what I mean? But then just look like looking looking at it from another another way. It's like uh, I I don't think that me as a as a man would vibe with these guys. I we're not we're not we're not like. On the, on the same wavelength page. no not right. at all dude because it, it just wouldn't vibe you know i could i could respect what they do as far as youtubers do because i any, any youtuber that makes it like their job i respect it dude yeah, i have to bro because bro. i know how much work it takes yeah. you know I, I know how much work it takes just just to to even go to these events mm-hmm. get the content you know you're you're missing out on the actual event because you're thinking about making content and then yes, getting sir. home and then making it and then putting your heart out there and hopefully some people like it and and it gains some sort of traction some but variety out there. i i can totally understand like after you know hundreds and thousands of, of subs and meeting people that you kind of get uh numb to it mm-hmm. and that's just that's just that's just on them how they play how they play it with that attention like 
it's going to kind of stunt their growth a little bit if so many stories get out about them not treating people right in person. But then who really cares sometimes? Maybe it's the, the kids are going to watch and they don't give a shit and they're going to get the views. So I don't know, man. It's, I, I'm like, for the YouTube stuff, I, I love it, dude. And then I hate it at the same time. As a YouTuber, I feel you. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it has it has its goods and bads, man. Um, I love I love the fans. I love the people I meet. Um, I love the opportunities that come forth from it, like as small and big as they've been. Um, but there's also the the time part, like you said, that's so vested, man. There's a lot of hours and time spent behind it. Whereas me, I'm I'm shooting, I'm taking vehicles, I'm getting my cars ready. And I'm editing the video, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm doing everything. I mean, so I'm wearing that whole hat on on the YouTube role. Um, shout out to the others doing the same, man. But I know others also have editors and a team, um, which makes it a lot more convenient. I would say that's the one downfall of YouTube is is the haters, too. Haters that you that you come across and you get, which I guess you got to just appreciate because they're still watching and getting you yeah. dollars on your on your views <laughs> or whatever. Um, but it's unfortunate for the negativity and then like the time, the time that you lose, man. It, it's like you said, you go to these shows and you're going to awesome places and all this, but I'm shooting and I'm doing all these other things to where for one, I'm not enjoying my company that's with me mm-hmm. that showed up with me to the event, literally bro. Cause I'm shooting. Um, but then two, I'm not enjoying the event yeah. where it's a badass event, dude. Like, and I'm not even enjoying that part. So it is what it is, man. It's a give and take, but that's the same, which I would say, in life in general, man, business too. You know what I mean? It's everything, right? Everything, brother. You know what I mean? It is what it is, but you got to pick and choose which are worth it. Yeah. What's worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I always say like time is the only currency that you really have, dude. That's it, you're going to spend it. And that's why I always appreciate you coming out, dude. I know you got a little Thank trek you. coming out here. Is it Norco, right? <laughs> Norco, brother. Horsetown, USA, uh, man. About a two and a half hour drive. Uh, that's um, where Skunk 2 is in Norco. Yeah. 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 Do you have a, a horse? I don't. Have you ever rode a horse before? I have not. Oh, I will not. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Bro, I've seen the videos of people getting bucked. All fucked up. Have you ever, <laughs> have you ever watched uh, the show Yellowstone? No. Ah, oh, dude, you got to watch it. Then you'll want a horse, dude. Right. There's a show Yellowstone. It's on uh, Peacock and Paramount, I believe. But it's a, it's about uh, uh, Yellowstone National Park. And it shows pretty much like uh, cowboys and Indians and but it's current day okay so it's pretty interesting dude it's awesome that's um, i would love to drive a ho- ride a horse horses are day. beautiful by all means yeah. might might buy and flip some you know what i mean one day <laughs> you never know but but riding them uh yeah nah. slanging, <laughs> slanging horses dude. hey bro big bucks and horses i ain't no dummy i ain't no dummy man <laughs> You know what I, I mean? love it, bro. Yeah. So let let's take it back a little bit, Frank. Uh, where where are you where are you from? Um, from Norwalk, La Mirada area. Oh, okay. Um, so L.A. and then I believe La yeah La Mirada is considered L.A. still. I think we're borderline. Oh, okay. But, but yeah, so it's it's near. If nobody knows where the hell La Mirada is at or Norwalk, it's a uh, ninety one freeway, um, five freeway. Uh, LA, Orange County area next to like Knott's Berry Farm, Disneyland. Oh, okay, gotcha. Got um, so, got you. you know what I mean? Those two areas, like it's like right there, Buena Park, Whittier. Gotcha. Like it's like this little. little what was circle. what was life like as a kid growing up? Uh, again, man, we say goods and bads, right? Yeah. Um, good memories, bad memories. I grew up super humble, I should say. We uh, didn't have a lot. Um, mom and dad broke up when I was like two, so I bounced between family, um, dad. 
in and out of prison. Drugs was pretty relevant. Um, yeah, man. Had had a lot of a lot of my cousins and family around me, but shout out to like my aunts, uncles, <clears throat> stuff like that. Like I bounced around family um, from like grandparents staying with them to an aunt, an uncle, and wherever I could, man. Mm. Um, at a young age, so yeah, I went to school between La Mirada and Norwalk. So did middle in Norwalk, did some in La Mirada, did continuation, got kicked out, but. uh yeah, I had to take care of myself young, man. Yeah. I, I started hustling, taking care of Frank at 12, almost going into 13. Wow. Started learning how to play the game, streets. Yeah. Um, you got to do what you do. And I remember getting, yeah, taking care of myself, buying my shoes, clothes, 13. Got my first job, Santa Fe Spring Swap Me, 14. Christmas tree lots, bro. I've Every job, I've picked up shit, dug holes, built drywall, helped man i've done so many jobs bro so many things in life that have got me to this point that i look back and it's like ah hallelujah thank you lord you yeah. know what i mean um but yeah man uh, nothing handed i i would say definitely nothing handed bro um when yeah. when you were younger uh did you ever notice that your life was different than other people or was everybody uh, around your your circle kind of had the same sort of life so it's funny, um, definitely different because so from friends, right? Um, my friends, a lot of them you see for one, not, not the broken home thing. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's the one aspect of it, but gotcha. then it's like my dad's in and out of prison. So I'm writing letters to pops. My friends ain't writing letters to dad, bro. Like I'm doing this shit young, right? <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting them Levi's and, and tees and putting boxes together and we're talking book money and you know, at a young age, it's just different things. Where, yeah, you notice quickly. You notice quickly, for one, the money part, I don't got no money. Like, I yeah. can't. My friends are driving, riding GT bikes, and I'm happy to have the old mountain bike that got handed down. And I'm cruising with them, and I'm happy. But am I happy? Mm. One of those, right? Like, you're, you're, you're keep putting a smile on because it's what you got. Yeah. It's what you could do. But hell no. Nah. Like, you notice real quick the difference of, of lifestyles. Yeah. You know, because... It's from friends and family around you to I'm I'm going from mom's side to dad's side. Mom's side is more at the time, I would say we really didn't have a lot. One ways, Vadio, Norwalk. My dad's side was La Mirada. La Mirada is a nicer city. It is it just it just is. Mm -hmm. Um so I experienced both. I experienced the streets, the hustle, the gang life, the drugs, all of that. From one side, majority. Mm -hmm. And then this other side's brighter. It's like, oh, more flexibility. We can go eat. Oh, like grandma's mm -hmm. gonna grandma's gonna get like oh like it was, it was you see it and it feels good. Like it feels good to have that. You know what I mean? And that's where like I think the taste of freedom a bit you get that young, like, oh man, like there's a difference there. I want that. I could live like that or I could live like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you see, for me, I would see drug dealers driving through the one ways in a fresh red BMW, or like something. You know that you know that street money at a young age, but I don't give a damn, bro. I, yeah. want, I want that whip. I want all that and more. And that's the one thing. Like for me, I'm the most successful in my family's both sides, and I think it was just always a different drive for me because I grew up different than all of them. They have their moms or dads. I bounced around. My brothers bounced around. They didn't experience it on either side they didn't have the same lifestyle as me so i was able to take a negativity 
and use it as like a superpower, bro, to just consistently drive me that I would have more. I remember five years old, bro. Like I'm gonna have a my blue Lamborghini, straight up. Mm. I got a blue Lamborghini. Damn. Like, and it was like all my life, he was, bro. You're tripping. You're you're a big dreamer. Like even my mom, like man, like you're something different about you though. Yeah. My mom believed I'd be somebody, and like going through all the things, mom and dad, mom went in and out of prison, all these things too. And I just always pushed, bro, like for myself, like found a way, found a way, found a way to like make something happen. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Did you have anybody uh, when you were at a young age that, that kind of looked after you and tried to try to guide you in the right direction or were they just there just to make sure that you had a place to, to live and eat? I had some of that. I feel like some of my cousins, like some of my older cousins would look out and it was like them wanting to teach me the so i had all right you have some that want to teach you to take to like they give you the real Mm -hmm. like it's nothing sugar-coated about it and i respect it because it was like without that i wouldn't have learned as fast like i had to learn the world fast or you're gonna be like that Mm -hmm. and it was like well fuck i don't want to be like that so it was like all right well here's how you got to do it here's the game pow Boom, mm. scale, pam, here, let's go. Like, and I'm 12, bro. Like, oh my all God. right. Like, and I'm taking notes. Like, all right. And it's like, here, go, handle. See you tomorrow, next week. And yeah, the shit took off. And boom, boom, boom. And it just, it just goes, you know what I mean? But then you have other people that like, I, I use that as one example of, of drugs, right? But that's like my younger upbringing, like, that was the way to make money at a young age. Like I wasn't getting a job at 12 and your family, the people that are legit aren't teaching you that. They didn't tell you to go mow the lawn next door. You know what I mean? Yeah. You go mow the next door's labor. And I did that too, honestly. But then you have family members that genuinely look out, like know what you're doing, know what the other cousin is t- teaching you to do and tell you to do, but kind of more schooling you and like, don't do that. Like, be careful. Like, don't do that move. Like, and it's like their way of not stopping me because they can't, but guiding me, yeah. finessing me. Like, all right, don't go that path. Take that lane. Like, you know what I mean? And I respect both. Like, mm-hmm. both of them help me because I'm blessed to, like, man, like, as much as I've done in life, got stories for days, bro, but nothing to incriminate myself on a podcast. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, we've done done some wild things, and I've never been charged with yeah. anything well, you know good, what I mean? and that's a blessing bro like i i was able to snap out of it in my mid you know early 20s and thankfully go legit and do everything i've done in life and and accomplish a lot the right way without going through what a lot of people do they get into the system yeah and i feel like it's my family that taught me that if it wasn't for my family i wouldn't have known and picked up on whether they directly told me or i just happened to be in the room and watched them do it Mm -hmm. i still learned you know what i mean to not get caught yeah like and that's people be like what the fuck like this guy but bro like when you're doing things to to live like to make sure that you got shoes on your feet and make sure your fucking underwears are not holy and you're 13 years old bro like you're you don't want to go to ya you don't want to go to jail dude like you're still a kid like yeah so when people are around you're getting killed or going to jail and stuff like this you're like you're very mindful or at least i was man of what was going on around me and how and why all of that you know yeah. 
Now, do you feel when you started pushing work that you were, that's what taught you your hustle or do you have like any earlier examples? Nah, so that didn't teach me, that didn't teach me the hustle hustle. Like that taught me street hustle. Mm -hmm. But like, as far as I, I, I'm a true believer that some people just have it, man. Some people just have something in them that is just deeper and stronger and more passionate about things than others. And like, I had that from a young age. So five years old, I told you like, I'm over here already like, no, I'm going to have a Lambo one day, like one Mm -hmm. day I'm going to have this thing. You know what I mean? And I'm I'm playing with a hot wheel and then like, it still never went away. Like six, seven, eight, nine, like didn't go away. So like, I remember being in, I want to say second grade dude and buying, uh, uh, mango suckers the chili suckers and the watermelon chili suckers and i'm flipping those and like i'm buying them for whatever the cost and i'm buying them for 100 percent profit Mm -hmm. i'm selling them for 100 percent profit like bought it for a dollar sold it for two Mm -hmm. and it was like cake work because all these kids i'm going to school at la pluma elementary and the kids that have money like we're (laughs) we're in second grade but they got 50 cents they got a dollar mom gave them lunch money and they don't want to eat the little peanut butter and jelly and the silver Facts. cracker. They want the goddamn chili sucker for yeah. 50 cents from Frank, you know what I mean? Or whatever it was at the time. I was flipping those things, bro. Like, I remember grandma taking me, get another bag of, of mango and chili, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm doing it, you know what I mean? And then that and, I've, I mean, stealing from grandma, 20s out of her purse. And I'm, I'm racking them. I got caught at school, too, having a wad of, like, 120 in 20s, <laughs> which it's 120, but that's. That's twenty dollar bills in your desk at yeah. third grade. Yeah, in major trouble, but just a different ambition, bro. Just a different hustle, a different appreciation for dollars than I think other people. I've always had it. Yeah, I've always seen like because like young, you, you still see it. You see how both families, friends around you, people, TV doesn't matter. Whoever you're inspired by, you're seeing it. So from especially kids today with iPads and all that, they're seeing a lot more. So you real quickly know what you want. Yeah. And there's dream chasers and then there's people that are just cool with what they have. Yeah. I've never been cool with what I've had, even today. Mm. People look at what I have today. My wife gets so upset and frustrated, but I'm, I could lose it tomorrow. So like there is no setting in and just appreciating what I have right now because I need to drive and get more. I need, I need, we need to work harder. I need a new customer. I need, it doesn't, it's not about having a new car or more cars. It's, I am not satisfied with what today has for me. Mm-hmm. I need more. I need to do another podcast. I want to go do another interview. I want to go fly and motivate some other people. I want to talk to a class one day and be able to just motivate and inspire and tell people my story. There's so much more to do. We live once. Like, let's go. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's where I'm at now. It's like, I, I make sure I don't get stagnant and appreciative of what I have because then it will get me slow and sloppy. Mm. Do you ever feel like you'll be able to get to that level? Where you just appreciate? I hope not. Mm. I hope not. Um, And I say that because I worry that when that time does come, you get bored. I don't want to get bored. I love work. I love talking to people. I love meeting new faces. I love telling the story, making new stories. Yeah. Like, I I hope that doesn't die. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you ever feel like you want to keep yourself so busy so there's some other things that, that you don't want to deal with? that you stay busy so you don't have to face those real problems that you may have in current life no no but it keeps me moving looking at my past life um looking at what i've experienced in the past like in 07 08 man i lost everything bro like i i had gotten out of the navy 08 
Oh seven. Oh seven. Oh eight. Anyway, man, shit. <laughs> I got out, um, started doing construction, broke my shoulder, bro. And like lost, literally I broke my shoulder. The economy collapsed in Oh nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, bro, I literally lost, I went bankrupt. I started going through my divorce. I lost my, my place. I had no car at the time. Ecology literally picked up my last hope, which was a piece of shit. 87 Thunderbird, bro, that my dad gave to me. Like, he's like, here's the last leg, right? I don't even think he gave it to me. Honestly, at the time, he was locked up. It was in my grandma's driveway. I took it. Yeah. Um, it was, it, my grandpa was like, fuck it. Like, that's what you got. You know what I mean? Brakes, bro, going to shit. And, like, I remember that car. Like, the brakes went out. I'm having to stop from corner to corner. <laughs> Gas stations, bro, to put water in the radiator because the fucking thing's overheating. Oh, and, like, this was the last leg. So... That broke down. Ecology comes, picks it up. I get my uh, my notice for we got we lost our place. We couldn't afford it anymore, so I have nowhere to go. My ex wife takes my kid, kids. Um, I out of choice, man. I am homeless for a couple of days, so like I'm like on a park bench, dude. Just like fuck, dude. Like wow, fuck. You know what I mean? Like I can't even describe you another word, bro. It's that I had to have said that to myself. <laughs> so many times and you and you just like that's the fear mm-hmm. like whew, i can never have that again like you see it like yeah it's traumatizing bro like yeah when you lose it all it's like fuck dude like what is the move what's the next move and grandma hey i'm fucked she's like you always have a place to stay but let's talk all right go to grandma's bro two days later Moves, I move in, long story short. But in that conversation, she's like, you got six months. This time, because I've moved in and out in the past. Like She's always been my out. Shout out to grandma. Always been my out. But she's like, six months. I'm like, all right, fuck. Accept the deal. Let's go. And that was the moment, bro. Like My life changed. I, how do I explain it? Like, when you when you hit that kind of level of rock bottom, you have two choices. It's like I'm gonna be homeless and a bum, or I got this kid and myself that like I gotta make it. So I, bro, I'm reading newspapers, I'm googling like what to do, and then like you come, ac- I came across mentors. Mm. Nobody's taught me about mentors in my life. I don't come from that shit. None of that. Like nobody like. Who do you learn from? You know what I mean? Like teachers and school for like the people that I was taught by and like how to make money. It's like, it's a waste of your time. How are you yeah. going to, how are you going to go learn from a person that's making six figures to teach you to make real money? Mm-hmm. And that was always a thing for me. But then I found mentors. So it's as quickly as I'm, and I don't know how it came to me, bro. But like, I remember seeing something, Googling something, something. And it was like, Oh, you like find yourself a mentor that you believe in and trust in and learn from mm. and then can help you change your life. So like I'm Googling YouTube, bro, like YouTube and Google guys will fucking, if you can't change your life with Google and YouTube guys, like you're full of excuses, dead ass full of excuses. This is from a guy that's lost everything and bounced it back, bro. Like, so found Jim Rohn. I found uh Warren Buffett. Didn't know who that guy was. Uh, Benjamin Graham. These are stock traders. Um, I'm I'm finding the the Robin uh, 
motivation. They're just all these all these different guys, bro, that are very motivating. Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. Very motivating, very, very inspiring, very motivational. And I locked in with like this Jim Rohn guy, and he's actually deceased. But the things he, like his values and, and, and things that he would say, like really grabbed me. And, and I took I took it and ran with it, bro. And like, and I started watching all his stuff like daily and watching his motivating things. And I'm, I'm taking action to the things he's telling me to do. So you got to wake up at a certain time every day. All right. Wake up early every day. You got to eat an apple every day. And at this time, like, I'm like, all right, bro. Like, you now it keeps the doctors away. You need yeah. to, you don't want to be at the doctor. You want to be sick. So well, I'm doing that. Um, he, you, you, he wants you to read, read, read. You know what I mean? You're writing down your goals. Like, what are your, what's your daily goal? What's your weekly goal? What's your monthly goal? And on top of that, you're, you're taking action on them. That like you're making moves to make it happen. So, I'm just constantly doing that, bro. And in a long, in, in a short period, my buddy puts me on to a labeling company. Shout out to Labeltronics um, in Anaheim, man. 2010. Mm-hmm. This is 2010, dude. Like this is right after losing fucking everything, dude. I remember I was working at like living spaces as like this credit nonsense, bro. It was like the most shadiest shit. Um, and then my boy's like, hey, like I can get you into Labeltronics, man. I'm like, how much? And I took a pay cut for this. Um, I'm, I'm making $19 an hour at living spaces doing this shady credit shit to gotcha. get you furniture. Um, he's like, bro, it starts at 12 I want to say 1290, 12 something. Wow, that's a big jump down. So big jump down, right? I'm living with grandma though. I didn't really, I, I already filed BK, bro. I got no bills. I'm like, he's been with them for a few years already. And I'm like, man, first question is, is there opportunity to grow? And he's like, Frank, I know you, bro. Like everywhere you go, like you top level, like you're going to make it. Like you can grow here and live a life. I'm like, all right. Took the cut, bro. I twelve ninety an hour. I'm sitting here sweeping floors, rewinding rolls at an inspection table, um, quality inspection for labels. They do wine and stuff. So in six months, I from that to running a press now. Okay, so I got the opportunity to run a press. I impressed them. I run a bigger press. I go printing HP. Um, I own HP now. <laughs> I'm printing HP for them. I learned Nil Peter, which is colors and stuff, Flexo. I go to the office customer service. I go to account manager level one, level two. I'm leveling up with this company fast, bro. So from 2010 to 2014, I go from 1290 an hour to 120k a year. Oh wow! So yeah, so I'm 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 showing them what I could do, how I can do it. I'm I'm best customer service rep they had at the time. Papers show it. Um, there's no you can't you know ignore it. Um, I remember, yeah seeing the wave of cans come bro in 2014 when i got that like I, I got to that level of making six figures and i'm big in the beverage industry at that point so they were all wine and i went beer um i was just heavy in that scene mm-hmm. so gave them an opportunity the last year 2017 where i it was going like i'm like let's invest in cans start doing all this stuff they didn't want to i went i went for it dude so we we parted ways go ahead so before before we get off of that part of your uh, of your career, um, what were some of the things that you were doing that other people weren't doing, or that helped you get uh, that six figure uh, job? The difference of of what I see in the workplace, um, what I saw in the workplace, and what I still see in the workplace. I've I've since I started my business in two thousand seventeen, man. I've I've fired 28 people probably. Mm. Um, it, it just, I'm, I'm, 
it is what it is, bro. I think people come in and, and they have this dream and idea to make a certain amount of money, but they're so focused on that rather than to help the company grow and succeed. And it's clearly visible your extra efforts and work and attention to detail and loyalty that the company automatically, when you come and ask for a raise, it's a different conversation mm-hmm. than the person that just feels so entitled. Mm. Um, without people saying it, I think people come in, they clock in, they do their job, and they're quick to clock out. You ask people for overtime, it's almost like pulling teeth. Mm. Um, and, and this isn't everybody. This is in... We can go back to 2010 to 2022 of just my Labeltronics packaging career that led me to where I, what I own today, which is my own packaging business. But in, I've, I've dealt with a lot of employees since then. You know what I mean? Working with them as an employee myself and also out of that, right? Of being an owner. And I think people just don't take a lot of initiative. I think people have... They, they want to be a manager... They want to they wanna do this. They want to make this kind of money. But when it comes to the responsibilities and the, the, the action that needs to come with that, they're not ready. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if you come in with the mindset of just cranking and cranking and asking for more, asking for more, asking for more. Like, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a great person to, like, watch to motivate you and inspire you to want more. Um, just, just for all you guys. Like, it's, you might laugh at that, but watch some of his shit. If you're over here in the dumps and not fucking driving yourself and not motivated, mm. that motherfucker, bro, like, motivates the shit out of you. The Rock's another one, and it's not like on some workout shit. It's on some hard work shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, taking it to the next level, and a lot of people just don't have it, bro. Uh, you hear about the 1% in people with money. I think there's a 1%, 1% to 3% of people that just have strong work ethic. Mm. Just a genuine, strong work ethic. I have a drive to not lose, bro. Like, I don't like losing. It bothers me. I'm not a sore loser. I will congratulate you. I'll smile. I'll enjoy your win. But believe me, that shit's eating at me, and I'm going to do every goddamn thing I can that the next time we compete, I'm taking the the W. That's just in me, bro. And I might not, but that's just, it's just in me that I just like to win. I like to do better. I like to one-up myself all the time, all the time. And it's not, again... You don't always got to compete about other people. One up yourself every day. Yeah. One up yourself. You know what I mean? Can you do better? And that that just changes the game. So do you ever have days that you're not motivated? Yeah. What do you do on those days? I use my past. I use my past to re-motivate me and get the fuck up. <laughs> um, trust me, bro. I, ha- I have those days. Um, but I, but I got to keep it trucking. Got to keep it moving because I know what Grim looks like. Yeah. I've felt it. Um, for people that have never felt it, it's hard to understand it. It is hard to understand what you haven't tasted. But once you've tasted it, and the people that do have that drive and that motivation to want more and not want to feel that again, it's a different. It's a different. Um, it's it's a food. Yeah, I use it like I use it to my advantage. So you've obviously gotten very far from that life that you used to live. Um, you know, not having much and just trying to trying to survive to where you're at now. Do you feel like you're just trying to make the gap even wider and wider? And when it starts to get a little closer, that's when you get worried? No, because people have to understand that like everybody, everybody runs business different. So I'm, I'm a business owner that I learned how to leverage 
Um, so there's there's people that I've met in the business world, entrepreneurship world that they're like, I don't want to be in debt. I don't want to have credit debt. I don't want to use my cards. I don't want to have loans. I don't want to don't want to do it. They want to pay cash for it. They want to own everything. Mm -hmm. But they scale slowly. Mm. So I'm I am again, I say this because the people I learn from my motivators, my my mentors, you know what I mean? Like they the Grant Cardones of the world, it's leverage. Mm. Your credit, make sure your credit's good. Make sure your sales are good. Keep your sales up and leverage that money to buy more equipment, bigger space, more, more, more. But with that comes more responsibility now. Mm -hmm. I can't fail. Mm. I can't have a bad week. Because you have all these I got, loans I got, or I whatever. Got, right. Got you. So yeah, my business is doing well. My lifestyle is good. Things are great. But economy crashes on me tomorrow. Then am I great? Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to do my best to make sure I am, but there's never, I think when you, when you, when you do approach business like that, the way I do, which yeah, we've scaled fast 2017 to now five years. We went from home office, brokering deals, delivering out of my F-150 to having 17,000 square feet, one-stop shop, $2 million of equipment, eight employees now and, and two commercial trucks. Right. Mm -hmm. But with that comes more debts. Yeah. Because I'm not gonna lie to anybody here and say that, oh bro, all that's paid for. Mm -hmm. Nah, bro, like the people I learn from, you leverage your credit to get low interest rates, you leverage your interest, I mean your credit to get more loans, to be able to buy more things that are making more money. The more of that you do though, yeah, I'm bringing in more money, bringing in more money, bringing in more money, but it's constantly getting more. Mm -hmm. We're Okay, I'm bringing in more money, reinvesting back to the company, buying more stuff. Let's go buy more, pay this down, buy, buy the new piece of equipment, trade that in, expand, Yeah. start a new location. So to just like cruise control, I can't, I don't want to, I don't know if I can, you know what I mean? Like maybe the business just, just, Hey, great. Yeah. But maybe not. And that's a chance I can't take. Like I got four kids, I got a family and I got a lifestyle that I enjoy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and if that means me going to work every day, cranking to make sure I have an awesome Friday through Sunday and vacations, then so be it. Do you think that there's a, there's a way that you would be able to make a business where you could have like the best of both worlds where it's maybe not as, as big and it's not bringing in that much money, but your, your stress levels a lot lower and maybe your take home is a lot closer, but you're not producing as much product you don't have as big of a building you don't have as many employees so yeah um to be honest with you that's that is the youtube thing for me mm. um i enjoy doing youtube because i enjoy going to events i enjoy building cars i enjoy meeting new faces um i enjoy my fans i enjoy all of that there's a lot of things that i do enjoy about the youtube and social media life for sure and with that comes freedom, um, with that comes travel, with that comes a lot of different things that I don't look at the YouTube part as, I shouldn't say I don't, I do right now, but I, I feel like if I wasn't doing my full-time gig, mm -hmm. which is the labeling company, my packaging company, then I would, that's freedom, like I'm just enjoying life now. Mm -hmm. But I'm still bringing in an income based on my videos, on my social presence, on me going to events that I already enjoy anyway doing that part and then expanding and building on that with a small team editor, da, 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 creative people like, 
and then we're doing those kind of videos that you were talking about early from you know uh, the cinematic video and whatnot. Yeah. And I think like that that's a goal for me. That that's actually one of my goals is to be able to have the business on a cruise control, put another sure. CEO in place. I'm founder owner, um, and allow them to run that run my yeah, business for sure. And then. I yes oversee it. I we quarterly reports, whatnot. We have our team meetings, see how my businesses are doing. But me being involved as much as I am right now, I don't foresee that being for very many more years. Gotcha. To be gotcha. honest with you, um, now that now that YouTube's starting to take off, our social presence is starting to take off. I think goal would be in the next three years, I'm able to do my YouTube. That is my gig. That is what I do. So are you hoping for like uh, to be able to be sufficient from the revenue from YouTube or are you turning the the YouTube personality into being able to make more like business deals? So a little bit of both. So I want I want before I'll walk away from my packaging company, I shouldn't say walk away, but as far as as CEO, yes, as operating, I'm there all the time. Um, I would have to supplement my current income from there mm -hmm. as much as the company would still be paying me I would still be getting money from my biz my business um, I wouldn't feel comfortable to walk away from it until I'm literally bringing in monthly what I do for the my same business, amount the same exactly. amount gotcha, so gotcha, one, gotcha. and which is which is again doable that is that is an achievable goal so when that does happen um, that would be when I can finally make that decision to say okay um, I'm going to do this full time. I'm going to appoint somebody else to see and find that person. And, and I'm going to be the person overseeing as like a chairman, right? Yeah. Something like that. But, but that's the goal. The, the goal for me, honestly, is you don't want to be, it's that freedom part. I don't want to be tied up into the business all forever. I want the, I want to be able to just come in and out as I please want to, you know what I mean? Like have other people run it. I built it. it it's honestly already on a, we don't have sales reps. Mm -hmm. I think we're the only packaging company in in the nation that does not have a sales rep. Period. Like, but we don't need it. That's what allowed my company to go nationwide. Like, I built things very, very simple, very simple to do business with us. Mm -hmm. When you're dealing with cans, there's only so many options. So let's make it easy for everybody. And so I have customer service reps. You know what I mean? And honestly, they do an amazing job. So me walking away is feasible. Got you. You know what I mean? Now, what is it about the the YouTube that attracts you? Like, uh, why wouldn't it be another hobby or or something else to move into? I like the video logging part of it. Um, I like. I think like we talk about life being short, and you making your stamp, and I think like with YouTube, it's an opportunity for everybody to document your life. Um, now, people use it in different ways, but like for me. The life I live today is like a dream. It's it's like smack myself sometimes, like especially from where I come from. It's like, yeah, I always dreamed I would have it, but I have it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh shit. Like, I don't know like how to explain that, man, but to be able to to pass that down and it's just I'm gonna have a log of years of videos that when I'm gone, mm. I am gonna have Somebody that looks at me like a Jim Rohn, the way I looked at Jim Rohn and be like, that guy's dope. I like his style. I like, I like how he was just a didn't give a fuck attitude, but he honestly was motivating and inspiring and taught us a lot. And I gave a lot. And that's what I'm hoping that people would see with the longevity. It was like, I didn't ask nothing to nobody, bro. Like I gave it all. 
Yeah. Gave it, gave it, gave it, gave it. And, and I'm hoping it leaves a stamp on the world, man, that some people, it makes an impression. Like we talked about, like you met somebody, I met somebody and it was an unfortunate experience that it wasn't what we thought it would be. Yeah. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. So I've been bro in freaking sandals, bro. Like, you know what I mean? I just woke up. I'm at the gas station, bro. And I got somebody like, Oh, visionary. And I'm like, yo, what up, bro? Like dab them up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, they're they're like geeking on the whip and like, oh, bro, can I hear it? Yeah, bro, give me a second, bro, give me a second. You know what I mean? It, but I always, it doesn't matter. Like, I've been in moments where I'll be honest, I didn't want to, bro. Yeah. Like, I didn't want, like, I, I, whatever it was, I was in a bad mood or whatever. But like, I put the smile on. I appreciated their their moment that yeah. they took to appreciate me. Mm. And that's something like. I never want to forget. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that, that the YouTube allows me that, you know what I mean? It allows me like to hopefully teach somebody else that comes from the same lifestyle I have or somebody that's coming from something that they just need a person like me rather than, I see a lot of phonies and fakes, not to say they're not wealthy and they haven't done well from themselves, but I feel like it's the face. Like, bro, like why do you got to put on the face, man? Just be you talk to people. Like even when I've gone live, I don't do it too much, but like, I just, I'm just me, man. Like, I don't know. You ask me a question like we're doing right here and I'm going to respond as best I possibly can and shoot the shit with you and kick it. You know what I mean? Like, I can't do the fake face. I can't do the, oh, that's Frank Visionary. Like, nah, bro, like, catch me on any day, any moment. You're going to catch Frank Visionary, bro. Like, it's who I am. You yeah. know what I mean? Same guy. Like, I don't know. So when you started, when you started making it, what was your first big purchase that you made? As far as, like, you know, a toy or something like that. So my big, my first big purchase, it was in bulk, honestly. Um, so we opened again, we started 2017. We opened up 2,500 square feet in six months, bro. We went nationwide our first year. Um, I had five, two facilities, Chino and Ontario in a year and a half. Um, I shut those down. So the business did well. I didn't make a big purchase and Yes, I had like I fixed up my truck and like we little like I invested into the business, but like for me, yeah, for me, bro, like the biggest purchase. So, end of 2020, <clears throat> business is doing amazing, bro. Like we're like year one, we opened in August, we closed out the year at 20 grand. First year though, we did like 2.1, mm. then we did like 3.7, and then 4.9. Wow. Like you know what I mean, so like it, it just the business, like. I remember 2020, we closed out at 7.3 million. Dude. Oh my like, God. we just killed it. So, with that though, again, people like, sounds amazing and great, but there's a lot of bills behind that. There's a lot of product being purchased to accommodate those kind of sales, a lot of customers involved. So, it's not that kind of profit. Yes, the business itself brought in that kind of revenue, but not that enough profit to where I was able to enjoy myself. So, to answer your question, so uh, my birthday was November. 2020 and i'm like man i'm going big on this one this was where i was like oh, i'm gonna i wanted to start my youtube thing but i also was gonna so what people don't know there's some people that know this out there but very few is visionary foreign and exotics started out as a rental company mm. it was not it was not gonna be me youtubing and, and just doing car events and, and and all of that that that's not what it was visionary foreign exotics had the website itself and everything was a rental company bro you can go and book my lambo book my rv mm. can-am so anyways this was 
my big purchase for myself though. So what I did is I wanted to enjoy the cars, but I'm like, you know, how do I enjoy the cars, but also make money from them? Mm. So in a month I went and I'm like, how do you finesse a deal to be able to leverage again? And this was the craziest thing ever, bro. So you, you, when you go get an approval for, for any car, you're going to get an approval for an amount. Okay. So let's just say you get approval for a hundred K. Okay. Okay. But within a certain a week time span or whatever it may be, you're going to go and you're going to pull reports through other credit people, right? To like try and get that loan approval. Mm-hmm. So what you're not supposed to do is you're not supposed to take one loan approval and then also accept another one. Like mm. you're not supposed to do that, bro. Like, so anyways, what I did is I went and bought a million dollars worth of cars in a month. Oh my I went, God. I went, <laughs> I went and bought a 2020 GTR I went and bought a 2020 R8 Performance. I went and bought a 2020 Lamborghini R8. I mean, <laughs> Lamborghini Huracan uh, Evo rear wheel drive. I bought. Did you have the the truck? Oh, the TRX. We did <laughs> bought the TRX. Um, we bought the RV. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I bought those. So so that was a million dollars of vehicles. Um, and I bought those in a month and that was honestly like for my own enjoyment, but also we, we built the, the rental car company around it. Gotcha. The rental car company never did shit. Gotcha. I'm going to tell you guys, I rented one vehicle, which was my Mercedes S 63 at the time. Uh-huh. It was all doped out on Rotiform sick guy spills all kinds of shit in my console, bro. Like so mad, bro. And I'm like super meticulous with my cars and I'm like, this is not going to work for me. Oh, wow. I cannot rent these fucking cars. Like, that idea went away so fast after that one experience. <laughs> and I'm like, my wife's like, well, what do you mean? Like, you're just gonna keep the cars? And I'm like, well, fuck it. Like, it's just my cars now. Like, so, so bro, like, yeah, um, that's what happened, man. So that's what Visionary Foreign Exotics was, guys. Oh, um, it's not shit. who we are today, but now we're a lifestyle and a culture brand, man. And I appreciate you guys for all following along and enjoying my builds, man. But that's what it turned into. But that was my, my biggest purchase, man, um, is I went in a million dollars and bought a bunch of whips, a bunch of dream cars that I wanted, and that happened. So what do you still have to this day? Um, now I have, oh, the GT63S. I bought that too. Okay. So the AMG. Um, I still have the AMG GT63S. I still have the Huracan. I still have the TRX. I have the RV. Um, we now have the Superstock Hellcat. Mm. I now have the Mitsubishi GTO. I now have the Datsun 240Z. Um, so I got rid of the R8 performance. I hated it. Why was that? Hated it. So the R8. So the reason I personally hated the R8 performance. I'm six one guys. I'm like two forty. Like that shit. The Huracan gives you more head height. Mm. So like in the R8, no bullshit. When I'm in there, even with the seat all lowered, my head would hit the roof. Like so, I'm constantly my hair or the tip of my hat, the little button, yeah, is always rubbing it. Or like when I would hit a bump, bro, that oh, shit's wow. annoying, bro. Yeah, like for sure. super annoying. It has the same engine as my Huracan, mm-hmm. but the car's heavier too. Mm. So my Huracan was automatically faster. So when I drove in comparison to the two, I quickly fell in love with the Huracan. Not just because, oh, it's a Lambo, but like it's the same platform. It literally is. Um, V10 engine, V10 the same engine, all-wheel drive to all-wheel drive or your rear-wheel drive option same car mm-hmm. just a different body on it 
but the Lambo has more room inside of it for me. Gotcha. So that, along with being a little bit lighter or super fast, fell in love. So R8 had to go. Bought the GTR because I always wanted to have a GTR. I'm like, oh, dude, like, li- I love the new GTR. Yeah. And then I drove it. And driving it was cool. But then when you start getting in it, like, so when you go test drive a car, most people, most people, yeah, you're going to, you're going to gas it. You're going to give it up. But you're, let's be honest, like, you're not getting it. Yeah, like, for sure. You know, you're just, you're, most people aren't. Well, that was my experience. So, like, test drove it inside cool cool the 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 thrill and hype of seeing gtr and your steering wheel it's like oh shit like always wanted it but then now i have these other cars to compare to yeah that was a bad move for me i shouldn't have did that because when you have these other cars that are to compare to that are like really outshining it um and then the gtr has this weird roller coaster noise bro like when you turn the wheel hard right or hard left it's like a a click 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 like it's 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 weird dude like hmm. but it's that's what it does that's just how it is like i don't know if it's all wheel drive system gotcha. i'm not sure what it is it's not broken it's just that's just how it is hated that um and and just a couple other features so i got rid of that car too so gtr and r8 performance probably lasted with me six months so what was your favorite car out of all of them favorite car out of the R8 and the GTR? No, just out of all that whole batch that you got. Still, right now, like mm-hmm. with what I still mm-hmm. have. As of right now, like I would say, Lambo always have a place in my heart. Like regardless, bro, like that thing's always gonna be super dope for me. But I blew the transmission out. Yeah. Um. So like reliability part, that was like a bummer. Mm. Um, I will, I'll get another one. Um. But I won't take it as hard as I I did, um. Because I feel like it's not built for it. Do you um, feel like that that was uh it it was because of how you drove it that caused no because that car is it's the evil rear wheel drive and it's like built for drift mm. um like they marketed it as such I'm a good driver like um so it's not like me doing anything what the car shouldn't have been able to handle got you car should have been able to handle it got you um the fact that it it blew yeah do I push my cars though anybody that seen me go at it I go in as do some other guys too that actually know how to drive. Like yeah. When you know how to drive and you feel very comfortable behind that wheel, you, you feel a little more confident to put the, put it to the test. You know yeah. what I mean? But I would say Lambo always, but Hellcat and GTO. Mm. Um, the the super stock, got to give it to Mopar just in so many aspects, bro. Like the ease of use, the amount of power they give you to your feet off the lot, bro. 807 horsepower supercharged. Wow. That's stupid, bro. Like, yeah. Um, it it performs really well. It's a hundred k, a hundred k. When I look at a Lambo or an R eight, and I paid two hundred plus, I look at my AMG G two hundred plus. I look at my three two hundred plus vehicles that I've had. Okay, R eight Huracan AMG GT sixty three S, all in the two hundred and twenty range. We'll say yeah, all three of those suck ass in regards to my super stock Hellcat. Oh really? And that's as owner, bro. Like dead ass, like. The yes, the R eight people, oh, like the R eight, but performance wise, I'm talking like yeah. just just raw like that shit is killer. The my Huracan too, same thing, bro. Like nope, the you know what I mean. Any of those three, like it's like they don't meet it. GT sixty three S, like it goes right now after everything I've done to it, which people have seen my GT sixty three S now. Now, right now, it's with my Hellcat. Mm. You know how much I had to throw into the GT sixty three S? I've thrown fifty k into that car. 
The Hellcat, I put valves on it, bro. For $1,000 from M- uh, Team MP. Mm-hmm. And that car spanks. Wow. You know what I mean? So, yeah, like the appreciation I have, I've earned for it and the way it handles, it, it is a beast. Like, so when you see these Hellcat guys out there, bro, and like, oh, the Hellcat guys, and it's like, drive one, dude. Yeah. Drive one. Like, and it's like, oh, fuck. Even you, bro. Like, you got like the expensive ass BMW. Yeah. It's dope. Yeah. But then you go drive something, it's like 100K, and you're like, fuck. Yeah. It just. From a, even just a dollar standpoint, you're like, damn, like that, that makes sense. Bang for your buck. Bang for That's your buck. That's definitely bro. you know a great car yeah. to have. Um, I think that you still need to have that car that has the luxury as well. You know, uh, I say I say this now with a collection, right? I say yeah. this with a collection. Like if I didn't have the AMG for the date night out, if I then maybe I'd be like, oh, like yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. It, it's tough, you know what yeah, I mean? No. Um, but that's my opinion on it. No, I feel you on that, dude. And it's a dope car, man. When you brought that car and we did the whole kit on it. Man, I was having so much fun with it, dude. You guys made it doper. <laughs> yeah, just hearing you started and revving, and then we went for a drive, dude, and just <laughs> putting it to work, dude. I we had it, to, man. bro. We it was had a good to. time. Now, any of these cars, did you get them and you thought it was going to make you feel a certain way, but it didn't? No. No. Um,. Some people have the thing with cars. Um, it's like Tim Allen, right? We used to watch Home Improvement. Uh-huh. And he's like, it's cars, bro. Like, that's me, dude. Like, oh, okay. I love cars. I love cars, dude. Like, even not my own. Like, I'll geek on your car. Yeah. I'll geek on your Honda, your BMW. Like, yeah. you know, old boy down here is talking about his build. And yeah. I'm, like, loving it. Like, I can talk cars, bro. Like, I can listen to you talk about yours or I can talk about mine. And I can look at it for hours and like, I don't know, dude, like I just, I like cars, bro. Like it's, I don't watch sports at all. And I shouldn't say I don't watch sports, but I don't watch traditional sports. Like I, you'll never see me watch a ball game, um, basketball, football, anything. I, I've just never really gotten into it, but I'll be on my phone watching UFC boxing and sports Mm. as far as race car driving. So the GT, GT stuff, drag racing, uh, Maverick TV, um, you know, stuff like that where I'm always watching the Ken blocks and they're doing, you know, the rally racing. I just like cars, dude. Like I like seeing the builds. I like the power of it. I like hearing the blow off valves and yeah. seeing flames coming out of the back of these things. I don't like stock cars. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I really don't like stock cars. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, man, I, I go to some of these shows and some of these places and some of these events and, and people show up in stock cars and I'm kind of blown away. Honestly, it's, like I sit here looking at the sky kind of like with a puzzled look. It's like, why'd you bring that? Yeah. Like everybody's different. But when I went in on these vehicles, nobody saw my, my, my vehicles. When I went and bought the million dollars of cars, nobody saw them until they're all modified. Mm. So literally GTR went in for Paul Walker tribute and all this shit we did to it. And that was when people saw it after mm-hmm. it was done. So yeah, did it all kinds of crazy mods? No, but it did have, it was lowered and it had the wrap. Uh, so I gave it a, a unique look, right? Which is, I did that strictly for that because Fast and the Furious thing, bro. Just Paul Walker tribute, man. Like I respect that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I had to build one because I could. Um, but yeah, man, like you see a lot of people put up in stock cars and it's like, that that ain't it. Like my Lambo sat in the garage for three months waiting for wheels, waiting for my, my lowering suspension, waiting for some parts to come in my glow and shit before, you know, we had to go get in my exhaust. Like before I even took it out to drive it, like, and that was, I know people would be like, what the fuck? Like, I'm just saying, that's just me, bro. 
So you'll see my hashtag when stock is not an option. I look legit live by it, dude. Yeah. You, you won't see me driving a stock car. Like you won't. Yeah. None of my cars. My wife won't be driving a stock car either. Like my kids either. My son's 15. We're already talking about his 240 build. Oh, really? You know what I mean? Like I feel like cars have so much to offer. Um, and, and we have to do our due diligence. Like it is not just a point A to a point B. I'm sorry. Like, and I know there's some people that feel that way. You're not my friend. <laughs> you, just, you know what I mean? Like, we're, I just got to do this shit, dude. Those like, are like the guys that watch sports. <laughs> they they just they just drive. They're tailgating in the, in the yeah, stock yeah, truck. Yeah, in the stock mm. truck. Yeah, you know. that's fun, dude. Because I'm not I'm not into sports at all either. Like traditional sports, yeah. like you're saying. So when people, uh, dude, I've had like pro NFL football players on the pod and they're telling me like names and I'm like, Oh yeah. Fine. Right. Damn that dude. Yeah. When he caught that shit was crazy. But I'm like, I have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> I feel sometimes lost in conversation. Yeah. Cause like everybody knows what's going on with it or that like, bro, I didn't even know when championships on playoffs. Yeah. I, I don't know no when idea. playoffs are. Yeah. I don't know none of this shit, bro. Other than seeing a sign or somebody told me, Oh, we're going this weekend for, Oh, Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Fuck. Yeah. Barbecue. Like, I just, oh, I'm at a Dodger game. Oh, shit. They're playing. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm with you, bro. No clue. <laughs> but I'm into skateboarding. That's my shit. Dude. That's your shit. I love it, dude. Which, you know what I mean, is why it makes sense for you to have your son under your wing, bro, mm-hmm. and your son's taking that. Like, that's a proud moment. And then you got the skate shop you guys just I opened, love it, dude. dude. Yeah. Congratulations, bro. Thank that's, you, brother. But it's like, you're building off your passions. Yeah, for you know sure. what I mean? Like, I think anybody out there, like, if you want to be successful, you have to find what that is for yourself because are you going to want to do this forever? Like, you talk about, you know, are, do I keep working or whatever? The way you asked it is like, do I want I don't mind getting up and going to work, though. If I had to work at this labeling company, my packaging company, and I had to go in day in and day out, day in and day out until the hair goes gray and lost, like, I'm cool with it because yeah. I like my team. I enjoy what we do. I believe in what we do. I built it and it's like, I'm proud of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's not something where I'm like, oh man, like, gotta go to work again today. Me is like, I'm excited, bro. Like, let's go see what today brings. But it's different when, when you're boss, you know what I mean? Like, it's yours. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure when you look at that and see what you've built, bro, it makes you proud yeah. without having to say so. You know what I mean? And it's a different kind of thing where it's like, whether it's good and bad, bro, it's yours and you gotta deal with it. And you're gonna deal with it because that's who we are. Yeah. Know? No, I feel you, man, and I, and I and I feel you on that subject you were talking about earlier about like not appreciating what you have, and that's one thing that I'm really struggling with too, is because like I always I, I I think maybe it's it's nature from how I was brought up and where I was brought up in the lifestyle, like in just the city and everything, like always to kind of look at things in in a negative light because I never knew when the other shoe was going to drop. Mm-hmm. So I still feel to this day that the other shoe is still going to drop. And yeah. Oh, I got, I got the call. Hey, your, your business is no longer in business, but that's not reality, dude, because the business is going to survive as long as I want it to survive. Mm-hmm. Meaning I have, I have the final say in it, which is if I don't put effort into it, the business is going to go away. Mm-hmm. But if I keep putting effort into it, it's going to grow. But then I'm still trying to find the balance of appreciating how far that I've really come and still being hungry for to keep pushing on, you know, and that that's kind of something that, that it really bothers me sometimes, too, that I can't 
just turn it off sometimes and just sit back and be like, God damn, bro. Like I have a bigger house than I ever lived in mm-hmm. as a child. Mm-hmm. Any of my family, immediate Facts. family or you Facts. know, cousins or anything Facts. like that. But then you would think that you get to that point and you're like, dude, you should you should be proud of what it is and I'm I, I'm so proud of it, but it's like I can't sit around and, and look at what I've built because things that I did last week, that's in the past already, bro. I did it, I've done it. I, I, I'm not gonna be that person who who's just talking about that magazine cover I got when I was in 2015 16 mm-hmm. or whatever like no dude i can't even talk about shit that i did two weeks ago because i'm like bro that was two weeks ago facts you know but then i i have to be able to to look at like how far we've come and to be able to appreciate it and and to be able to like to be proud of myself you know and that's just one thing that i i still struggle with to to this day like bro i have my own skate shop dog mm-hmm. and it is to me like sometimes that doesn't even register I'm like dude what the fuck is wrong with me dude you know and sometimes i feel like you know there's there's something wrong with me that i'm missing that that thing like to be able to appreciate this stuff i mean i i personally think like it's it's not that you don't appreciate it i can't speak for you um, i can speak for myself like we talked about it. it's like i do appreciate everything i have i'm grateful for how far i've come and everything i have I'm proud of myself and you know what I mean? Like all of that stuff. So, so that's all. Yes, that's all there. But the, the, with that, I think there's a, an expectation from more family members and, and maybe not in your situation of, of time where it's like, man, you don't, you, you like chill, just enjoy it. Mm. And I think that's an expectation for myself of others of me rather than the expectation from myself. I don't need, I am enjoying it. Yeah. I'm in, I am truly enjoying every moment of it in my way. Mm-hmm. Now, others looking at me, seeing my movements, they might not feel that I am because they're, they don't move that fast. Mm. They don't make those moves. They don't make those calls. They have no idea what it is to be in mine or your shoes, to answer that phone each and every day and deal with the vendor, the customer, the happy guy, the mad guy. You deal with it all. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and you're going to hear about it. And like, I think most people would, it's easy to say when you don't do it, yeah. you, you, they don't have that same experience. Their job doesn't require the same of them. They haven't built the same things. Um, so I think I have more of that where others expect like, man, like, but look how far you've come. Look what you've done. Appreciate it. Like chill, just be able to relax. Like you don't got to go in each and every Yeah, dude. Like I do. Yeah, I, f- I feel you, dude, and it's so hard to, to explain that to people without, I don't know, like making them feel a right. certain way. Right. And it's, I'm, I'm so glad that I could be transparent with my wife about things and talk to her about these because these are things I, I wouldn't even talk about. How mm. am I going to tell somebody that I'm like stressed out about my, 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 my business or my job? When they're stressed out every single fucking day, you know, and then they look at me like, you have it all. What are you talking about? You have it all. You know, I can't, I can't. It's like in Saving Private Ryan. It's like, I don't gripe to you. You're below me. I gripe to the people above mm-hmm. because they understand what I'm griping about. You're not going to, you're not going to understand where I'm coming from. Right. So it's like when, when it's like, you know, my wife, you know, you just, 
just relax. Like it's hard to relax mm -hmm. because that me inside of me that that's that 14 year old kid is still fucking in there that's worried about, yo, if I'm relaxing, this shit can all be over tomorrow. I have to be, I have to be going. I have to be moving. I have to be doing something. I have to be doing, thinking about the next thing or, or moving. And I'm like, damn, dude, is this like a blessing that I have? Or is this, is this like a curse? Sometimes both. it's both, right? It's both, bro. It's both. Um, and I think that comes to that one to 3%. Yeah. Um, I think the more, the more you and I both continue to meet people in that same club, the conversations are common. Yeah. It's in different worlds and we do different things and we experience it in different ways. But when you talk about like those hit points of, do you think that same way? Do you feel that same way? And it's like, oh yeah, actually. Yeah. And it's like, like you said, I only talk to my wife. Same. I don't have anybody I could really vent to. Yeah. I don't have any friends, family, anybody that's above me to where I can not sound like a jackass because they're like, bro, get the fuck out of here with your Lambo and all your shit exactly. and the business and exactly. fucking traveling. And, exactly. and yeah, you're complaining, bro. Exactly. And it's like, so I don't, you know what I mean? Um, but my wife, like we, I can always talk to her and vent to her and, and we keep ourselves grounded. You know what I mean? Cause she's living it with me, but she doesn't experience it with me. Yeah. Like she doesn't have the same stresses that I deal with because she's not having those same conversations. She doesn't have that same plate, but she carries the plate along with me as best she possibly can. Mm -hmm. And then we balance, you know what I mean? Um, but that's good. You have that man. Some people don't, you know what I mean? And I think those are the people where it's like, it's hard because you have to bottle everything mm -hmm. and we're human, man. Like we're going to vent, like we're going to have an emotion. We're going to feel a certain way. We're going to have a bad day and whatever else. And it, it is hard at a certain point because you sometimes don't have anybody to vent to because they won't relate. They can't relate. And you almost don't want to see the what if. Uh, well, maybe I'll vent to that person, but then it's like, mm, what if I rub them wrong? Or what if they, like, they're yeah. like, get the fuck out of here, Frank. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and it's like, fuck, that didn't make me feel any better. Yeah. You and then I mean? they, yeah, they see, they see our lives from the outside. Mm -hmm. And then they, they have their own perspective. And it's not even that my life is bad at all. Like, bro, every day is the best day of my life right. because I've had every experience from, this second to the past but it's just like anybody else dude it's like if you can gripe about your job or how you feel like i feel the same way maybe it's, it's different circumstances but it's definitely the same way you know mm -hmm. but it, it does it does cause me to to bottle a lot more stuff yeah. up and i think like the, the podcast is being able to talk about this especially with like-minded people like that definitely does help it's a release it, it's it a little release is, you know what i mean yeah and just realizing that yo you're you're not crazy it's you're just, not crazy you're not alone <laughs> yeah you're not alone you were you know just I mean? you're just built different you we're know? built different and there's unfortunately a small club it's a very small club like us you know what I mean? yeah um, and i'm and becoming more and more understanding of it with people i'm trying to be more more understanding of it like i i do run at a different level i do operate at a different level and i've gotten over the the expectation of I shouldn't say I've gotten over it. I'm working on getting over the expectation of that people will operate at that same level I do. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard, especially as a boss too, because you want every employee to operate just like you. Yeah. And the reality is they're very likely not gonna because we operate at a different level as to why we're at the top of the chain. Um, there's a reason why there's usually a top dog and they've earned that spot and there's a different level of responsibility and challenges that comes with that. Yeah. You know? Now let's talk about like, 
ego and pride, dude. Like, did you, did you ever notice yourself that you you've had a problem with that? Ego, not so much. I don't think. Um, I'm a very prideful person. Uh, have a, a very street mentality, man. So like, the lack of respect that's mm. in today's society, um, especially with coming with social media, it it it's taken some learning. Yeah, um, it's taken some learning. Um, the actions that would normally be taken on a street level for a lot of the things that are tolerated and accepted in today's world, it's it's two different walks of life, man. It's two different walks of life. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, I've had to put I've had to put my pride aside and ego aside in a lot of ways just for that understanding. Yeah. Um it's it's a having to because I have too much to lose today. For sure. So if I don't put my pride aside, then you get yourself into trouble cuz then you're going to do shit that you would have done in the past being prideful. Yeah. And then today is different though. Like then it was like uh nothing to lose. I have a lot to lose. So yeah. I can't do that. So now it's play the game back. Now it's Social war. Oh, okay. Shots fired. Pow. Poof, got you. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, bro, honestly, but it's it's the way people are today. Um, yeah. yeah. Just I don't know if I answered that right, but. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just realizing that, like, this, this, this generation, how they move is totally different. And that the disrespect that you and I would feel, like, they just don't understand it from that point of view. It's like, bro, not it's that just, point of view. Right? It's just, it's just a comment, bro. Like, what are you talking about? But the way that I see a comment is, you're leaving it. You're leaving your message in a different form. You wrote it, right? You wrote it. You could do a video of it, or you could tell me in person. All three of those things are the same exact thing. You communicating your feelings to me, right? You know. So whether you text me something. Whether you send me a video, whether we FaceTime or we're person to person, you relaying your message, I'm going to receive it that way. Mm -hmm. I don't receive messages differently because they came from different outlets. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's just me looking at it like, you know, I'm playing, we're playing a different game now and I'm looking at it through like the, the old rules or, or are those people just setting themselves up for one day that they're going to they're they're going to realize that life is really real. So so both, right? Like I think I think a lot of those people are, might come to find out that life is really real mm-hmm. outside of this. Um it comes to the self-check for myself that unfortunately I can't be that guy to to make them to see give them that it, lesson to yeah. give them that lesson. Um I I have to stand back and hope that Hope that karma hits them one day. You know what I mean? Because I feel like you can't just you can't just go and like you said, if you go and comment some negativity, some trash talk, some disrespect on my page to my me for any reason, like it doesn't matter what it is. Well, then you're talking shit to me. That's how I take it. Yeah. So that doesn't matter to me that you did that from your bedroom in freaking abogastani i don't care bro like so when i see you in person and i happen to know who you are to me what up yeah like, it's, it's on, on yeah, site then like sure. all right talk that shit yeah but most people today are like bro it's just it was just a comment bro like chill <laughs> yeah, out yeah, bro yeah. like calm down and then like, make you feel like, crazy what the fuck bro like what's up dude like and and uh, it's so weird bro it's so weird but 
I'm getting older, man. I, I just put the gloves down. Yeah. Broke too many fingers already, dude. Like, <laughs> got war wounds. <laughs> like, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, man. Um, that part of pride and ego. But then there's like the come up. The come up pride and ego, right? So coming from nothing into something, and, and that's that's the harder check. Um, and some people look at it differently from outside. So I think I've done a great job of checking my ego and keeping myself balanced and and humble mm-hmm. to where I, I really don't try and push that off onto other people that I'm better than anybody. I hope I don't give that vibes to anybody. I really try not to. Um, but it's like... It's hard sometimes because you you do appreciate it's like a it's a happy balance, man. Like how do you say like like let's just say on a post, right? Like you wanna flaunt a little bit. Like I wanna post and be like, yeah, look at my shit. For sure. Right? Because that's sure. gonna give me the likes, that's gonna give me the shares and stuff. But then in into some, it's like this guy out here pushing his shit, you know what I mean? So it's like this, well, especially when we talk about social, because like it's still the same message, whether I said it out of my mouth or yeah. I posted it in text. Uh, who's the boss now? Yeah. Or I don't know. I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Like with my cars or my fleet or something. It's like that as much as it's me being a proud of what I've accomplished and built. And I want to share that post and whatever else that might make one guy feel like shit. Yeah. I don't know. But you know what I mean? That's where like. It's that balance of like pride and ego, bro. Like how do we how do we check ourselves, keep us a fine balance of it and have an understanding of of everybody's take on it too. Like I think it's a big responsibility as we start becoming somebody. As as you start leveling up and now people are paying attention, now people are watching my podcast, now people are wanting to know my story, I have a responsibility now. Yeah. It's like, "Oh, crap." Like even recently like me and my family talked like my wife is like Oh, like might want to stop cussing in your mm. videos. And I'm like, I didn't think about it. But like, I have a lot of kids watching my videos. Mm. My kids watch my videos too. Like, and yeah, I cuss at home or whatever else. But like, now I'm like, I'm on the stream. Like now I'm getting views. Now, now my, I have 4,000 plus subscribers. Now the video got 16,000 likes or, or and it's like, Oh, there's people watching now. So mm. like before when I'd be smoking a joint on my video and I didn't think nothing of it, like we said, Oh, we could blaze here on the podcast. Yeah. And I'm like, I had to think about it. Cause I'm like, I would have, but mm-hmm. now I'm trying to like, it's like what I talked about where I deleted the video. Yeah. Um, I, I privated the video with, you know, the, the energy with DDE and it's like my, my little steps that I'm trying to grow. Yeah. I'm trying to grow myself. I'm gotcha. trying to pride check myself. I'm trying to ego check myself and like, I need to do better. Yeah. Like, okay, bro. Like, yes, you can do it. Yes. It doesn't matter. Yes. The business is doing great, and who cares about the kid that's watching? But nah, dude, I can't think like that. Got you. I have to think about the kid that's watching. I have to think about the the people that are getting motivated and inspired by me and the things I'm saying and how I'm doing and how I'm acting, how I'm treating people, how I'm responding to the negativity because I'm either going to teach them the right way or I'm going to teach them the wrong way because either way, they're learning from me because they're watching. So I want to make sure that I'm doing my part to at least pay attention, learn from my my bad things that I'm doing, and do better the next time. So that's that's another way as I'm growing and building, I'm constantly trying to relate to my audience, trying to relate to the people around me. I'm trying to understand so that way I don't fall into la-la land. It happens, bro. Like I see it around me a lot. I see a lot of the people that I roll around some of these higher end places, they're in cloud nine. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're not in the real world. Or do you act like that all the time? Or 
that's what you don't know too. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't want to be that. I want to mm-hmm. be, I'm just always me. I'm always the same guy. Like, yes, I own a business. Yes, I have a nice collection. But when you meet me, I'm dressed like this and you probably wouldn't really know. Uh, I don't know, yeah. maybe, I don't know. So you just like wa- watch yourself, how you represent yourself and how you come off? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel you. Um, it doesn't go away, man. Um, like, especially with social media, with the internet, with video, it's like... You're either going to leave your, your mark on the world as like a respectful, respected person, or you're going to be whoever it is that you want to give to the world. Mm-hmm. And that's going to stick with you. Um, and it is what it is, bro. Like there's a lot of people making a lot of money for a lot of different reasons, but what, what are you doing? The money goes away or if it goes away, like that stamp is with you. Like you are now that to the world because those, that many videos or whatever that's, it's hard to recover from that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a very rare thing to be a bunk gang where you went from one flip of wow to you actually somehow did a, a transition into this, you know, godly type figure and motivating figure that your fans went with you. Yeah. Very rare. Yeah. Very rare. So I just don't want to tarnish my name, man. Your name is everything in life. You know what I mean? It's it's with my business. It's like if I didn't hold true to my word and my values and who I am as a man and as a person and as a partner to my customers, why would they trust in me to buy again? Yeah. It's the same with life. Like why would my viewer want to come watch again? Why would anybody want to go buy a book when I release one? Why would anybody give a shit about my story? If I'm just full of shit, dude, I'm, I'm talking in the wind. I'm a scumbag. I treat people like crap that only lasts for so long. Yeah. That fame, that little, that's, that's that tech 10 second window. I'm trying to build a foundation for life. For sure, bro. I feel you, man. It's crazy, dude. I just saw something on uh, on YouTube of when one YouTuber down talking on another one, and I know both of the guys, and I'm just like, bro, why'd you have to do that, dude? Like, you're doing so good. You're in your own lane. You're doing amazing, dude. Like, why did you have to do that? Because all that does is just show people that have known you for a long time that, like, you you haven't learned as much as you made it seem that you have. And that's how I feel about myself. Like if I get tricked out of my situation or I start acting some sort of way online or, you know, talking shit to somebody or putting someone on blast, like the people that have seen me grow from that person to where I am now, they're going to be like, it's the same fucking dude. It's the same dude. He's just, he's just been able to manage it and, and, and talk a certain different way and kind of cover it up but it's just like the same person mm-hmm. and i'm not dude my 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 personal growth is like everything mm-hmm. to me dude it's not it's not a joke it's like not it's not it's not a person that i'm portraying or whatever like this is i'm really going through this shit and it's and it's hard dude it's hard to to be able to realize that yo you're you're the reason for whatever mistakes happen like it's it's you and even if it wasn't you who who made that that situation happen you were the one that dealt with it in that way mm-hmm. you know so you have to deal with maybe some people look at you in in that certain sort of way and they still hold you to that to that level but it's on you to to kind of break out of that and, and to change and and to to be the person that you want to be and you know motivate people and dude i I love everything that you're saying man i I feel the same way dude like thanks i i never had that when i was young dude and i want to be that people that person for people who don't have that 
from the same city I'm from, you know. Hopefully I get to see them around one day and they and it becomes more to them than just like, oh, some guy online. No, this is a local dude and and he did this and mm-hmm. he was able to get out of the same situation exactly. that I'm in right now. But then yeah, you got to hold yourself to to different levels. And I felt the same way to, that you're thinking like maybe about cussing like, yeah, maybe I should stop stop cussing, you know, dial it back a little bit, figure out how to explain what I'm trying to say without cussing. And it's just, it's, it's work that it takes every single day, dude. Bro, I, I cuss a lot. Um, and it's, it is so much work. And, and sometimes like my, my son, he's like, dad, why do you say like so much? Why do you? (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know, man. I, I wasn't taught. I didn't go to college. I didn't, you know what I mean? Learn from the best schools and I, I'm, I wouldn't, I'm not the most educated person. Like, you know what I mean? I didn't, I passed, I graduated 11th grade from continuation. I tried a, a semester of, of Cypress uh, college and I dropped out because it just wasn't for me. And here we are. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I have a lot of growth, but I want to always be genuine to myself too. Like I want, as I'm continuing to grow and motivate and inspire others, I want them to be able to look at me as, as a normal guy. You know what I mean? I'm not a, I'm not a, 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 a figure out there, bro. Like, yeah. you meet me, like, I'm the same guy. I'm going to shake your hand. I'm going to give you a dap. I'm going to acknowledge you. I'm going to listen to you for a quick minute um, until, you know, we carry on or whatever. But I feel like so many forget. You know what I mean? So that's... Yeah, I get it, dude. Even in that YouTube world, it's that, that's that hard balance. Like, you know, I want to be representative of this kind of person. But, like, like I smoke. This is what I do. Right. You know, I do this every day. And like, I'll never lie about it. You know yeah. I mean? Like when people ask, like, it's like, oh yeah, I do this or I did that. Have you done that? Yeah. Like I've done. I'm, I'm not one to like bullshit anybody. Um, but yeah, there's certain things that I'm not going to throw out there all the time. And, and you know what I mean? You might catch me like burning one or whatever else. Like a lot of my fans are like, oh, you burn? Because I'll be at a meet. And yeah, I'm burning at the meat, man. Like I'm one of the rare guys that's out walking around all the cars and I'm, you're smelling weed, bro. It's me. <laughs> it's probably me. Um, but I don't show it too much on my videos. You know yeah. what I mean? It just is what it is. Again, I want I want to be able to be the best of myself for, for everyone, including myself. You know what I mean? But at the same time, keep true to myself. Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm me. I'm, I'm, I, it is what it is. You know what I mean? It's how I run. It's, it's, yeah, I'm a businessman. I'm good with zeros and dollars and I'm, I can sell my ass off and I'm good at what I do. You know what I mean? But as far as I feel like it does, it hasn't held me back. My vocabulary None of that stuff's really held me back in, in my business sense. For sure. Um, it has, I think it will hold me back in certain things I do want to pursue. Um, like, like I, I, I really do, I tried to launch something MindFlip TV um, in the beginning of this venture prior to Visionary Foreign and Exotics channel, and it's still up, and there's like 50 videos, but this was motivating and inspiring content. This was just like really me trying to drill and give in that stuff because goal for me one day would be to do seminars like I'm getting welcomed by Grant Cardone. I'm getting mm. somebody's inviting me out to have this conversation with people because I made something of myself, and I and I want to be that street guy that people respect, where they still look at me as like, nah, that's a normal. He's a street dude, but he he did, he made it, and that that's the kind of image I want to give. I, I I don't want to be that rich, rich guy. Like even if I am super rich and am one day billionaire, I would love to to make it to that status, but I I want to always still remain the humbled this yeah you know what i mean where people when they see me yeah, i might be getting out of a nice car but when i have the conversation when we talk you're like damn like you talk normal like for sure i don't know yeah i talk to some people and i feel like they try really hard mm, yeah and i don't like that i feel that 
um, yeah, you're, you're using all the right words. Like you're talking very intelligently, but I can tell you're trying mm. and it doesn't feel genuine. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it feels like you're you're putting so much effort into that conversation just for you to get those words out in the right way. Mm. And it's like, mm, I'd rather cuss a little and like and yeah, yeah, say, yeah. um, and I don't know, it's just me. Yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I don't know. I feel you. you know? Now, do you ever have people that uh, maybe old friends or something like that, people that you talk to when, and then when you, you talk to them, all they want to do is talk about like like money and things like that because they feel like that's the only way that they could re- relate to you or they want to like compare or something like that? I'll be honest, man. Like a lot of my, my come up um, and, and this is all from me losing it all to the actions I had to take to make it to where I'm at today is, is my mentors and the people I followed like the Dan Pena's of the world, man, like they're very brutal and it's like, you got to cut off your family and your friends and you need to move away and you need to do this. And I did that. Mm. Um, when I lost everything, I moved with grandma. Um, but I, I learned quickly, like you're on your own, dude. Like, you're on your own. Like as much as there might be a family member or somebody that's going to give you a room and board and give you an opportunity to sleep somewhere, like for you to make something of yourself, for you to bring in any kind of income, paycheck, you to get down to the welfare office to get some wick or anything, you're on your own. Like you're going to, you're going to have to figure out how to get that bus ride and get that token or whatever it may be. And, and it hit home for me fast of like, okay, I'm on my own. So when my mentors are saying you need to do this, this 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 i literally i can open my notepad right now and there's a list of things that like these are your things you do you know what i mean like before you go to bed at night you repeat this little paragraph and Mm. it's it's stuff like i will be a better dad i will be a better person i will be a better friend i will be a better boss to my employees i will make this much more money this this year i will achieve this it's a lot of will things a lot of can do's and then you go to bed and it resonates with you well part of that was um, as soon as you possibly can, you need to move away. So we did. I'm from La Mirada, Norwalk area. Um, always, always stayed around the area. Even when I moved, like went a park or go, I was in the area. Mm. Like I was always around there. Um, I decided we're gone. Lake yeah. Elsinore. Okay. I went to Lake Elsinore, bro. Like the boondock sticks. And I was like, I'm going to focus in on my sales. I'm going to focus in on this family. We're going to build this house up. We're going to do a buy and flip, or we're going to keep this for ourselves, build a pool, whatever it may be. It ended up working out as a buy and flip, but long story short, it was me following all those things and it was losing a lot of family, losing a lot of friends. And as I've continued to build and continue to grow, I could say right now is probably the the worst, my best point, but in regards to relationships with past family and friend, past, like this is people I grew up with, very ill to none. Um, Mm. I, I probably have very minimal relationships and some I have that it's it's open relationship we still communicate and still talk but we don't hang out like yeah. I won't go to your barbecue like I'm not going to go to the kids party and it's because of an uncomfortness mm. um it's different so as much as I I tried and tried and tried to just be normal and just be myself unfortunately people don't treat you normal mm. and people don't treat you the same so there's an expectation there of people of how of who you are and how you should act or whatever it may be. And there's always a conversation. There's always a whisper in the ear when you walk by. There's a look. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just an uncomfortness. And I don't know if that's for everybody that comes from, you know, a little of nothing and then you make something of yourself. But I feel like whether it's jealousy, envy, 
happiness for you, all of that, even the happy one for you, like it's still an awkwardness because it's like, thank you for being happy, but you don't treat me the same. Mm. Like when I come around, I can't just, I can't just pull up and just kick it. Like, yeah. it's not the same anymore. So I've unfortunately had to more and more and more distance myself. I've made new friends, new relationships. Um, but again, very few, very few that I, I really hang on to because I got to focus, man. Like I have my four kids, I have my family, I have my businesses, I have my dreams and my goals. And what got me to this point was listening to my, my, uh, mentors. What's going to get me to my next point is listening to my mentors, mm-hmm. listening to family and friends and their feelings never got me anywhere in life. Not when I was young, not when I'm old Yeah, and never will. So their feelings, I'm sorry that you're sad. Sorry that you miss me, but I'm not sorry that I'm gone. I'm blessed and I'm happy. Yeah. I, I wish that those people would just look at that and just be like, you know what? I'm happy that you're happy. You know? Yeah. I don't know. It is what it is. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard, especially when they're still doing the same thing. And then maybe at some point in life, they were higher than you. You know, yeah. you looked up to them right. or what have you, you know, and then fast forward, they're still doing the same thing and you're not. And for sure, they're going to feel a certain way. I had that happen. You know, I, I've cut off a lot of people mm-hmm. in my life and it could rather be like, I told you, yo, I don't fuck with you no more, or I just don't call you right. anymore. But the way that I see it, dude, is what just like you said, you're you're on your own, bro. Like there was times where I was on my own and nobody was worried about me. That's it. No one, no one gave a shit where I was. You know, then the, I had a couple a couple moments, bro, where when things hit rock bottom for me, and I reached out to a couple people, um, and and I'll never forget it, dude. Like I'll never forget because one, I'm not one to ask. Um, but to, but to be told no in that type of a situation, it, it's, you don't forget it. And now those are the things that are eye openers where it's like, all right. Cause that was the first time in my life where like, I was really down and out. Like I was really down and out. Like I was fucked and like, I needed, I needed a hand and I look at it today and I'm like, everything happened for a reason and I don't hold a grudge to it, but you'll never forget it. Yeah. So it's one of those like, okay, now I know I can't count on anybody anybody like whether it was uncles or best friends or you know someone you've known your entire life in my personal situation i was not able to count on anybody except for my grandparents that gave me a place to stay fed me allowed me to bounce back indebted to them for my entire life my grandparents you know what i mean but others I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. And I think if it happened to me again, I'd be in the same situation. If I lost everything today, the pe- a lot of the people that are around, I don't think would be around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, That's just an opinion. You know what I mean? I don't know. No, nah, I feel the same way, dude. Like, if I didn't have all this stuff, would people be hitting me up? You know, most people don't hit me up in, unless they need something. Right. Which is cool, you know. Like, I, I don't I don't look at it from, like, a bad point sometimes because when people need something, it's like... You like know, you said, it is what it is. It I is. don't I don't take it for a bad thing. It is what it is. I've accepted it. I'm good with it. But what came with that was the distance. What came with that was... And, and yeah, by all means, uh, you need a favor or something. I can, it's something I can help with. Yeah. That's usually when somebody will reach, right? But not on just, hey, what up, Frank? <laughs> yeah. How you doing, bro? Like... What's cracking? Like less than a handful, bro. Right. You know, but it's just... It, it, and it is what it is, bro. You're busy. Oh, I didn't hit you up. I, you're always busy, dude. 
like, all right, that's cool. <laughs> don't, don't worry about it, you right. know? Yeah. It's all good. It's a it's a lonely road, but like worth it. It, it was lonely before, you know. Yeah, which, which one you want to take, bro? Yeah, I'll was, take this lonely road. It was lonely when I didn't have shit, dude. But now nailed I, it. Now See, good shit. Good shit, Frank. You nailed it, bro. Like <laughs> you know what I mean. Like when I didn't have shit. All right. So my situation, right? So like I'm I was a hustler, bro. So like I'm driving dope whip. We're doing jerseys. We're rolling the clubs, bro. Like we're I'm doing it, bro. We're going to Vegas, young. I'm, we're doing TJ trips. I have money. I have street money. And and it's funny to look at that today. That's no money. Yeah. In comparison to real money. But at that time, it was everything, bro. Like we're going everywhere. I'm going to the casino every night, bro. All in. We're we're doing it, bro. And like, you have a lot of people around you, right? And this is just how it always is, bro. Like, and then you lose everything. Birds are chirping, bro. The yep. phone calls are ill and nil. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh. So then you start making something of yourself. Right? Start making oops, people around again. You're getting invited to the birthday parties again. Yeah. Everybody wants you to come around again. It's like, that shit's funny. Yeah. And I just, I can't forget. I can't forget it. And then as you still personally, as I would still try to like, all right, like I'm going to show up and pull up. Like, uh, come support, bring the gift, try and talk. The conversations are different. Yeah. The conversations are different. A little phony. A little a little forced sometimes yeah. it feels like. Or the questions you're asking me. I don't feel like having this conversation with you. Like, it's, it's irrelevant. Yeah. Like you said, the money talk. Or, you know, how are you doing? Like, you know how I'm doing. Like, I've seen your pose. How are you doing? Yeah. But I can't say that because then I'm rude. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know what I mean? It's, it's weird, bro. It's nah. weird. I feel you, dude. But that it kind of makes me. It's a it's a little bit of freedom too, because like, yo, I don't owe you nothing, dog. When I was down, like you weren't around. So when I'm up, like I don't have to report to anybody, but my immediate family, that's it. and that's it. My two kids and my wife. That's it. Everybody I else. It. I love it. You know, I'll see you when I see you. If you need something and I can help you out, I got you. But like that's that's as far as it as it goes really like i don't have free time i have time where i can make time for some things but what are we going to talk about are we going to talk about some real shit right what do we like if if we're not going to be building in some sort of way and it doesn't even have to be business talk or whatever just something enlightening dude you talk to people and all they want to talk about is negativity or woe is me or other people or other people yeah or then you see like they're they're having a hardship in this area but you hear all kinds of like things that like yo you're actually the problem dog (laughs) you know and that's one thing that really helped me out with growth is realizing that damn i'm the problem sometimes Mm -hmm. and once i realized that then i that gave me the opportunity to fix it but if you never look at yourself as a problem and it's always somebody else you're going to keep running into these same somebody else's and like damn i just meet whack girls or guys it's always, are all always bad somebody or, else it's always somebody else dude but it's like dude when is it ever you mm-hmm. you know and then when i when i started to look within i think that's when my my growth just like sped up a lot you know it's just self-reflection bro like a lot of people it's real easy it's so easy to comment on somebody else's post, to talk about somebody else, to have opinions and so many feelings about other people's lives. 
Um, and most of the people that do that the most is because they do not want to have self-reflection, bro. They do not want to point that finger right back at them and say, well, why, why is that person mad at me? Yeah. Why did that person respond mm-hmm. to me like that? Why is that person not talking to me? Why, why is this? Why is that? Like, and it's, it's, it's a why back to you. It's not a why to the other person. And, and that's something I've, I've, I'm learning still. I'm doing better with, but I did start to learn is the moment I can start pointing the finger back at me for every situation of what could I have done different in that situation. Now, sometimes you can't do anything different in regards to the response of what a person's going to give you, but you could walk away. Yeah. You can, you can have a different action yourself to give a different outcome. And those are those things, man. You know what I mean? You cannot judge and, and, and control anybody else based on them, but you can control and judge yourself all day long and For fix sure. it. I, I like to think of it as like extreme accountability. You know, even if I'm with you and you do some shit and it was not, it had nothing to do with me at all. It did because I spent time with you. You know, I, I was around you and this is what happened. You know, and and to look at it from another point of view, if I wasn't around you, we wouldn't have been in this situation. So that is on me, even though none of the situation is on me. It it, it was on the uh, how I look at it is it was on me, right? Because I chose to be around this person, I chose to do business with this person, I chose to not look at this red flag and mm-hmm. try to you know think oh well this person was different or what have you you know and when you start looking at things like with extreme accountability that makes you very critical of like every move that you do and those are those things man like it doesn't even have to be just in a situation it could be like you nailed it you're you're taking action in regards to who you're surrounding yourself off the gate to prevent an outcome you know that's a red flag mm-hmm. you know hanging out with that person is not a good idea you know Whatever associated to that kind of, it's like, so prior to it even happening, you had a decision to make. So, hey, like once you make the wrong decision and something comes of it, take accountability that you sure. you made that decision. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not, well, it's every time I'm around this fucking other person, da, 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 why are you around the person? Man? For sure. If you knew that. That's my homie. Right. What do you mean? Yeah, That's my right. homie. Right. No. Okay. We used to have sleepovers. Well, you're fucking 37, bro. You're having sleepovers <laughs> still or yeah, what? Yeah, bro. No. You know. Get rid of that shit. Yeah, man. It is what it is. Yeah, but but it's it's growth, man. It's growth. It is. Um, I, I feel like I've come a long way. It sounds like you've come a long way, and yeah, man, it's awesome for sure, man. Frank, it's so awesome just to sit here and hear your story, dude. Thanks, brother. And you know, it's it's very unique to you, but it's not a unique story. It's somebody who just put the work in, and reaping the benefits. That's of it, it, man. You That's know? it. And anybody could do it hey, yeah, honestly, exactly. I mean, you know what i mean i had to go to a certain extent you know what i mean but you don't have to hit the rock bottom i mean start <laughs> taking start taking some action start you know find yourself a mentor reach on read dm you know yeah. what i mean i i honestly mentor quite a few people there's a lot of people that reach to me on privately in Good. dms and ask me questions and ask if they can meet me for a coffee and i oh, do hell and, yeah, and yeah. just things bro and i just do it like no money involved bro because if I can help you make something of your life and help you change your lifestyle for yourself and your family, by all means, bro, like pay it forward. For sure. You know what I mean, I wish somebody would have taught me and it didn't take me in as many years. It took me a lot of years because I had to learn it myself. Mm-hmm. So if I'm able to at least just kick some game and help somebody on a, a leg forward, bro, then hey, by all means, a DM away. I feel that so you much, know? dude. And that's the exact reason that I do it as well is that when I was younger, I didn't have nobody to tell me this shit, dude. 
And if they did, maybe I wouldn't have made so many mistakes. Right. You know, maybe I would have made it to this situation faster. That's what I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, damn, somebody would have just like taught me these little ins and outs, these little, these little loops that I had to learn the hard way or, or, you know, these possibilities that could happen. Like there's, there's people that know this stuff. Um, you know, I just had a conversation with one of my little cousins, you know what I mean? He just filed for an LLC. I was pushing him on that and he's at, he, Hey, can I get a FaceTime with you? Yeah. Let me get a FaceTime. Started telling him what's the next step. How does he get a loan? What loan should he take? You know, can you get a loan before three years? Okay. Yes, you can. But what kind of loans can you get? And he's just like, fuck, like taking it in. But it was a five minute conversation that literally this morning I wake up to him getting his first little cell unit he put it into mm. some store some store it's a little business he's doing but it's kind of like atms right but shout yeah. out to my little cousin man hell yeah. out there taking action bro you know it's, it's things like that man there's so many things to do vending machines atms go reach into your local barber shop any neighbor there's so many stores around like there's businesses bro there's money to be made yeah you know and when when you give back it's so weird that how it like comes back to you you know it you does, just dude. put that good energy out and it comes back Karma goes both ways, man. For sure. You know what I mean? It's like it, people think of the word karma and it's like always a negativity. And it's like it does go both ways. Like when you're putting positivity out in the world, when you're putting positive energies out there, man, it does somehow came back. You know what I mean? Like I, I pray a lot. I believe in God. And you know what I mean? I, we, we pray every day. You're like thankful for my blessings. You know what I mean? Thankful each and every day. And I wasn't always that way. When I was in the, my worst points in life, I was atheist. Mm -hmm. I didn't believe because of my upbringing, because of how I lived. Because of so many reasons outside of my own control, I wanted to post blame on somebody. Mm -hmm. When I started taking action, accountability for my own stuff, my own life, then I started realizing that I can't sit here and I was using it as a clutch, a crutch. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm blaming, 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 and I'm getting nowhere. For sure. I'm having a lot of hate, a lot of, a lot of raw emotion. I'm mad. But once I started taking accountability that I did this, I could have done that. I could have done that differently. So many situations... To where I even look at today of when I hit rock bottom, I was like, I fucked up. Yeah. I could have done so many things differently and I didn't because I didn't know better. Yeah. So that's what's part of somebody can kick some game, which, hey, this guy right here or this guy right here, ask, man. You'd be surprised on who might answer. Yeah. You know? Fuck yeah. Frank, I love it, man. And I wish you nothing but success, dude. Same, brother. You got a good man. energy, dude. And I want to see you grow, bro. And I love it. Appreciate um, it, man. Before we get out of here, dude, where can people find you at? Uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Visionary FE underscore for IG, but everywhere else, man, it's Visionary FE, Visionary Foreign and Exotics, man, it's your boy, Frank Visionary. Hell yeah. All right, guys, and once again, this is uh, Downtime with Downstar, and uh, Frank, thank you, man. I appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. All right, guys, we out. Peace. Peace.